heard a, a wonderful talk about Santa Claus by a physicist. And uh, it made me think how many similarities there are between our practice and Buddhism and Santa Claus. Mm. And uh, I could go on and on about this because I thought about it a lot. I almost had a lot of time on my hands. But what I just thought was very interesting, we talk a lot about unanswerable questions in Buddhism. And uh, I decided Santa Claus is an unanswerable question. So it's, uh, that, that puts it in the realm of wonderful speculation. But if you think about Santa Claus as an unanswerable question, it makes those other unanswerable questions, they make more sense. So we don't know if, uh, if, there, what part of, if there is a part or not of consciousness that goes on. Todd, you need to help me with the unanswerable questions as <laughs> usual. We don't know if there's a self. We don't, the, whether there's a self or not is an unanswerable question. Uh, right. Whether they're one and the same or not one and the same or, and what is Right. So those are, those, and, and you have all the different ways you can put those questions together. So we come out with 12 or, so Santa Claus is an unanswerable question. These are the things the Buddha said, don't waste your time speculating on them because we don't know the answers to the questions. Sometimes I think when we talk about the self, it's easy for us to get kind of caught up in arguing whether there's a self or not. And the Buddha actually said that's an unanswerable question. But Santa Claus, if you think about, if, if you would want to argue whether Santa Claus exists or not, you'd be caught up in just as much of that kind of endless speculation. If you decide there is no Santa Claus, you miss out on the wonder and the magic and the, the beauty of of history and of wonderful experiences we've all had and legends and we you just miss out on magic and uh, wonderful things. And if you argue that there is a Santa Claus, well, you know, people are gonna tear that apart. And different cultures don't have a Santa Claus, right? So different, peoples, different people have different experiences. So we, we just wanna leave Santa Right in the right in there in the mix of everything, and uh, I had a lot of other comparisons, but I just wanted to leave you with Santa Claus. So think about Santa when you think about unanswerable questions. Until we know absolutely for sure, and none of us as human beings can know those answers to those questions, they actually can be more things that eat up our time and eat up our energy when when what the Buddha said over and over again, I came to talk about suffering and the end of suffering, and uh, not about speculating about, or philosophizing about a lot of different uh, world systems or world views. So, that's Santa Claus. <laughs> now I can quit thinking about Santa Claus maybe for a while. Um, and the other thing I did want to talk about uh, just a little bit is um, that we really, this is a wonderful time of year. It's been a very difficult time of year for so many people and for us as a nation, I know. 
but what we have to all what I do want to say is we have to always look at the nature of the world and see it clearly not to be negative not to be pessimist but we sometimes become short-sighted when we see great tragedy or when we see great sadness it is close to us um, but what we have to always remember ultimately is tragedies like we saw in Connecticut this is the nature of this world these are tragedies to us because they're people um, in a, you know, an area that's familiar to us and these are other Americans and these are children uh, but, the, but the bigger picture is that things like this are happening all over the world every breath we take and I just heard uh, in one week a hundred people in uh, uh, the Ukraine died of the cold so just those lives were lost because they were a lot were people who were homeless people uh, and the weather was very extreme and there were there were I'm sure there were children in that group of people but those were people who died only because of the weather so and we know people are being killed we know people in India uh, there's a lot in the uh, there's a lot right now about domestic violence and abuse in India and in different, uh, I think probably a lot of you saw some of the stuff that I see on Facebook too. There is death and suffering and agony and tragedy and uh, great despair and sadness going on all the time. And, and that will never change. That's the, that is the nature of this world we live in. And it's one of the reasons that we're having the experiences we have. This is what we're learning here, is how do we deal with this? And what it's also here to teach us is, uh, when are we gonna be ready to let go of it and give it up? We're very drawn to this world because it's exciting and it's dynamic and there's lots of drama in it and we get to have these crazy, wonderful lives but that same world is this world that's full of suffering and sadness and tragedy. So um, it's, a, it's a good time, especially maybe on Christmas Day when we're all going to be ripping packages open and stuff, to be thinking about what we're attached to and what we're drawn to. And, be, and uh, just really spend some time thinking about all the things that we are drawn to, that, that, we, that we want to pull close to us, and become more discerning in those things. We can pull love to us, we can pull our good friends to us, we can pull, uh, you know, helping other people to us, but we have to be, we have to really be discerning what is wholesome, what is unwholesome. Uh, love is Love is wonderful, but if it's a clinging, dependent kind of love, if we can't bear to be without it, um, then that's not something we want to pull to us. So with, with everything that we think enriches our lives, we just need to be really looking at that, sitting with it. 
Is it enriching us because there's a lot of because there's a lot of drama attached to it, or does it enrich us because it is uh, wholesome, skillful? Because we are we are you know repeatedly coming back to this earth and living lives, and we're doing that because we don't want to let go of all this excitement. And we see what that excitement can be. It can be deep tragedy and suffering. So just spend some time as you enter the new year and go through the holiday season. You know, it's like thinking about what is that dessert that calls your name on Christmas Day? <laughs> and a little bit of it might be perfectly okay, but we know ourselves. Maybe a little bit just makes me have to go and eat the whole thing. Uh, maybe it's better for me not to, to even get around a pecan pie. You know, it's not, it's, it's not safe. It's not wholesome for me. Something else might be, uh, be much better and give me a lot more peace afterwards. And I think we have to look at things in our lives like that. Maybe a new car would be the thing that would make us so happy right now, but down the line, the payments for that car and the worry that someone's going to scratch that new car may completely blunt the joy of it and cause me to become a little bit obsessive or uh, have to work too much overtime or whatever to maintain it. And those are just simple surface things. But we have to look at relationships that way. We have to look at even our commitment to causes, to projects, to family, to friends. We have to look at all of that that way. We have to be very, um, very aware that what we're doing, if we're following this path that brings us all here, if we're following the teachings of the Buddha, he, you know, the Buddha was saying, this is, I'm looking at this, at suffering and the causes of suffering. And a cause of suffering is when we are too attached and too, uh, pulling things to us that we could choose to let go of. And we need to be attached to our families and to the people that we love. That's healthy. If we're raising children, we need that attachment. Those are healthy attachments. But then we have that time too with our own children that we need to let go because our children need to, need to grow up and they need to be independent from us. So with all of our relationships, not just with our children, but all relationships we need to be looking at um, what's healthy and what's unhealthy, what's wholesome and what's unwholesome. Because gradually what we're trying to do is to let go of this world. This is not, this is not all there is. I mean, this world is kind of a classroom for us, a lesson for us. But this world will never be without suffering and without tragedy. And um, I know with this particular tragedy, a lot of people want to see it as kind of a one-issue thing. If we get rid of guns, we'll get rid of suffering and tragedy. I'm all for getting rid of guns, but it will not get rid of suffering and tragedy. Um, so. That's, that's your other Merry Christmas message from me. <laughs> so, so your task is to find joy and happiness in this message. <laughs> this world is full of wonderful things and horrible things and 
And our job is to know where to put our boundaries. Our job is to know what, what we need to loosen up and what we need to hold to us. And we use our own, we use the wisdom that we get from sitting and from living a virtuous life and from studying and being with uh, good wholesome friends and studying the Dhamma. All of that comes together for us and the wisdom that tells us what to hang on to and what to let go. Letting go is a good thing. So, does anybody else want to share any Christmas? Uh, it's sure yeah, anything. I was going to say something. Yeah. Um, when you grieve, there's no end to the grief. If you start to grieve for one thing, there's no end to the grief for all the suffering in the world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Joan said, once you start to grieve, go ahead. Once you start to grieve, there's no end to grief. You start to grieve for one thing, then there's no end to grief in the world. And I, I would, I've been thinking a lot lately, you know, since I've been coming here, you know, I think I, I really do feel like I look at relationships and things more realistically. But I have one family member who, I mean, it's ongoing from like the dawn of time that it's a real difficult one. and. And I find myself, even though I see the person and the relationship realistically, and I don't want to completely go away from the person because, right. you know, then it messes up the family, but I still get pulled in like, very often. I go, what is the matter with me? I see it, I get pulled in, I get sucked in. And, um, and so, but the practice still helps me kind of come back. And I actually found a refrigerator magnet that I bought a couple weeks ago and it was perfect. It says, let go or be dragged, just like you said. Oh, that's great. Like put it right up there so every day I can look at it and just go, okay. Did you hear what she said? The magnet says, let go or be dragged. (laughs) That's great. That's what I feel like when I allow myself. I mean, obviously, it's all on me because I see it. I mean, I see it for what it is and I let myself be pulled into it, mm-hmm. so I just have to really remind myself. I love that. that. Merry yeah, Christmas. Let go or be Perfect. By Santa's sleigh. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's good. I also have a very difficult, one difficult relationship within my family, and I feel like I've pretty successfully let go of it, but then other family members look at me as how can you walk away from this? How could you be so cold or whatever? And so I've been vacillating back and forth between letting go of what I know I can't control to almost putting forth like a, like a front of trying to be more involved even though I know it will do no good, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to be compassionate with my other family members. It's, right. It's tricky. It's very tricky. <laughs> it is. It's very, and, and, it, and sometimes it takes you know, more help, like a 12-step group or something to deal with all those boundary issues. But I think, I think because we are human, we all get caught up in that. We all get dragged. But we have to, and that's where it's very important to practice loving kindness, that compassion towards ourselves. Because I'm sure we all immediately think of some relationships we have, maybe family members, maybe 
you know, may, those relationships may come very close to touching us with the things we've gone through in the media this last few weeks. Um, so we have to always be kind to ourselves and, and having compassion for ourselves because our behavior may seem cruel to us, it may seem cruel to others when we start putting that distance, the letting go. So I think loving kindness is always so important as we, as we move <coughs> along a path to keep coming back to loving kindness towards ourselves. But um, w with everything, we're in that process of letting go. And we have to know when it's time to let go. And it's, it's difficult. It's, it will continue to be a challenge for all of us. And you know, you'll, you'll think you're kind of out of the woods and then boom, you get hooked again. And that's human nature. But, there, but it's happening, right, J Jason? Uh, getting back to Santa Claus, has anybody in here ever gotten a lump of coal for Have you? How many times? You did too. <laughs> wow. No, I didn't. We didn't talk that. We got uh, a couple years ago. This one over here decided to be a good idea to get us trouble poop. Christmas, right? <laughs> and enjoy the people you love. Let's find time for yourself, too.